0: Welcome back to the You Thought Podcast. I am your host Wyatt. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube, as well as follow us on Twitter. The gang is all here and we have a bunch of NBA playoff topics to digest. A lot has happened since the last time. Uh, the Denver Nuggets pulled off a remarkable 3-1 comeback against the Utah Jazz. They advanced to the second round. Jamal Murray, of course, had an all-time first round performance. Lucas, first question to you. It's a two part question. What stood out to you last round? And what are the Denver's chances against the Clippers this round?
1: So I think something you mentioned in that transition is the biggest story of the series for me, and it's that I think this was the beginning of Jamal Murray's transition into possible superstar status with his performance in the series. He averaged almost twenty two or he's averaging almost twenty nine points per game in the playoffs up until this point. It was absolutely lights out in games five and six. But I was also really impressed with how the Nuggets were able to scrap out a result in Game 7, even when Murray wasn't carrying the load. Uh, Jokic is such a capable second option. I don't know if you can even call him like a second option because he's so good. He brings so much to the team. And he helped them in that Game 7 victory over the top in his battle with Gobert. I think the resilience they showed as a team will help them against the Clippers, but I still wouldn't say necessarily that they're the favorite against the Clippers aside from their game two defeat to the Nuggets, have been playing some pretty incredible offensive basketball uh, since the middle of that Mavericks series, scoring 154, 111, 120, just putting up huge numbers, but also playing pretty solid defensively. But I think the Nuggets do have a good enough one-two punch uh, with Maureen Jokic so that they can at least put up a fight in the series. I wouldn't be surprised if it went six or seven games.
2: Yeah,
3: I kind of felt like they posed a similar challenge as the Dallas Mavericks and that like they could definitely push the Clippers but it, I think you saw like like you said with the game one score and the Clippers 127 points that their ceiling is just higher than the Nuggets is and that eventually that'll just win out in the series so I I, I definitely don't think that Denver is really gonna is gonna have a legit shot at winning the series
4: uh, I actually disagree I I would not be surprised to see the, the Nuggets well okay <laughs> let me backtrack. I don't, I don't mean to talk about a whole lot of like baseless accusations, but I do agree with Jokic that it seems like the Clippers were favored a bit by the refs. In that sense, I'd be surprised if the Nuggets won, but I think they're talented enough to, to at least push them to seven if they wanted to. Uh, I wouldn't be stunned if the, if the Nuggets won, personally. I just agree that the NBA would probably prefer LA-LA. Yeah, no,
5: I agree with Bart. I think the Nuggets are a much more complete team than the Mavs uh, at the moment. The Mavs are kind of just Luka- um, right. Or so I guess have, have some very serious options outside of you know Jamal Murray and even outside of Jamal Murray and Jokic uh, with Michael Porter Jr. And, and you know stuff like that. Uh, but I it has seemed so far as if the the NBA wants the Clips to win and. That's a, that's a hard thing to overcome. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what was the foul count last? last game was like 26 to 10 or something like that. You know, yeah, just like an that, absurd like, number. Yeah, so the, the free throw count. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, free throw count,
2: yeah.
0: I think it just kind of goes to show how young the Nuggets are. I think that the entire playoffs from the very end goes to show how young they are. I mean, Jamal Murray, I think is what what hinders him moving into superstardom is i think he's wildly inconsistent. Uh, I think that he I mean he scored 14 points just last night as of recording this uh and then he, of course he's had several 50 point performances. He's kind of hot mm-hmm. and cold a little too much and i think that Lucas I, I think that Jokic is their number 1 because Jamal Murray isn't. I mean i think Jamal Murray could probably on a, any given night score more points than Jokic is but he's still, I mean, from the end of Game 7 against Utah, he proved that he's the best big man in the league. From everything that he's done so far against the Clippers, he's proven that he's the best offensive big man in the league. Uh, there's not a player on that team, or probably in the playoffs right now, that can match up with Jokic, to be honest. And, and I mean, as, as of right now, it's live by the three and die by the three for Jamal Murray, and I think that's also what an advantage that Kawhi Leonard has, because he plays such an incredible mid-range game, that mm. I think it would be hard to beat the Clippers if they're on against a Nuggets team that is on I think that like Jared said the Clippers team ceiling is just way higher
4: yeah yeah I mean we, we gave Paul George a lot of crap or at least like the internet did <laughs> uh first performance in the first round But like yesterday he was like 12 of 18 right like
2: yeah, yeah really he, well he from know. three
4: like when he's on and Ka- Kawhi is like seemingly always on
5: yeah, they're really they're really hard to beat when they're yeah. both playing well. Yeah, he's conference semifinals p, not playoffs, playoffs. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. specifically.
3: Exactly, we all knew it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. So, um, we looked a little bit at the Nuggets and Clippers series, and we're going to move to the team that the Nuggets defeated in their first round matchup, the, the Utah Jazz. So, despite a strong series by Donovan Mitchell, the Jazz fell short. Mitchell, however, is expected to sign a max contract this offseason, staying in Utah for the long term. So, Bart, how far do you think this Utah team can go with uh, Mitchell locked down for the foreseeable future?
4: I unfortunately think that, well, yeah, with their core right now, I think their ceiling is just, I think, the conference finals, if yeah. that. Um, I Like, I love Mitchell. I think their core is solid. Uh, you know, Gobert, Conley... Uh, Bogdanovich was hurt for a lot of the season. He didn't play in the playoffs, but he's he's my guy as well. But still, I, I think that they're just not quite there. Basically, the gist of it, in my opinion, I think they need another superstar. Uh, in the same way, I think I would agree that the Nuggets ceiling is limited because Jokic is like the guy, but like you were saying, Murray's inconsistent. I think Donovan Mitchell needs another guy to pair with to really um, take them to the next level. I mean... Gobert, I mean, some people think Gobert should get traded. I mean, we know he's a defensive monster. He's first team this year. They just announced that, but, like, offensively, he's still not all that good. Their depth isn't super great. They should, you know, try to maybe make some moves, get rid of Moutier. That's addition by subtraction. Joe Ingles used to be my guy, but he's getting kind of old now. Um, Ultimately, though, I think regardless of what type of bench moves they make or even if they add another, like, decent, like, role player as a starter, I think there needs to be a second superstar there.
3: Yeah, I pretty much yeah. agree with that completely. Mm-hmm. I, I said that I think they'll be on par with like a Portland Trailblazers kind of level of success. <gasps> I do think the Blazers have a better core than what the Jazz have, but where they'll make the Western Conference finals, but they don't have like a they don't have a single S tier player, I think. You know, like a player mm-hmm. that can lead them to a championship. Cool. So you you would need like three like three stars maybe to make it, but they don't have like a championship caliber player, I don't think. Um, maybe the league will become less superstar driven probably I mean I doubt it but they don't have like enough good player enough good players to get to get rid of LeBron or then or to like dispatch the Warriors when they're on you know like they don't have that kind of core and and maybe when the Warriors and when LeBron (laughs) retires and like I don't know Steph gets hurt too often maybe that that, that'll be their season but I think they need to have a lot of things go go right with them you know
1: Yeah, yeah I agree and I remember coming into the season looking at it I'm like wow this is like the starting five in the NBA, which has the most parity between its players. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was going to be a really good thing because I thought, you know, they're all a bunch of really good players. None of them are superstars, but maybe that's sort of like cohesiveness and having like such a consistent starting five will help. And I think like this season has just gone to show how superstar driven of a league it is because like at the end of the day, except for maybe Mitchell, they're all a bunch of basically high caliber role players who are like all forced onto the same team together. And while each of them might be like a, like Gobert or uh, Ingles or Bogdanovich would all be, and even Mike Conley would all be nice pieces on a team. Them all playing together as like the second or third options on a team I don't think is necessarily a key to success. So like, I, I mean, I wrote in my notes as well that I basically have the same opinion that they need a second true superstar to join up with uh, Mitchell to make any sort of noise in the playoffs going forward.
3: Yeah, like I, I think they need a player better than Mitchell too. Even,
1: I, I yeah. think like
3: Mitchell's good. I'm not trying to knock him, but I, they need somebody I think even better than him. Jared, do you have yeah. a player in mind? Yeah. Uh no, I I don't have any players in mind because uh, all the all the championship caliber players are like locked up for mo- yeah. for many years. I think, you know. Well, t- maybe maybe AD some maybe some guy
4: like free agent this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess. Yeah, but yeah, I agree. I don't think that it's gonna be hard to attract people to Utah.
3: Exactly. Yeah, that's another problem. Is they're a small market. So apparently, like, there's not really much going on there too. It's like really quiet at night and stuff like that. So players like that, you know, who knows? But.
4: Yeah. So I think yeah, I think we'll we'll probably just see a couple more playoff runs by them, and then either Mitchell will leave or they'll just try to blow up the whole thing. Who knows? But yeah, I think they're limited as is. Uh, Let's move on and take a look at the Rockets, who held on in a seven-game thriller against the Oklahoma City Thunder. They've moved on and are facing the L.A. Lakers right now. Currently, that series is at 1-1, but they are playing as we speak. Wyatt, you tell me, what do you think? Can the Rockets pest the Lakers enough to get out of the second round?
0: To get out of the second round? No. I think that they definitely can make it like a six- or seven-game series. Um, I do like the Rockets. I don't love him. I know that uh, I think Lucas was really high on the Rockets as far as a surprise team, and I think they're a team that will disappoint. <clears throat> and everything that, that I've seen out of my guy, Russell Westbrook, has kind of proven that as he's been <laughs> terrible against the Lakers. I mean, yeah. they, la- last game, game two, when, we were, when I was watching, they were baiting him into take wide open threes because he wasn't making any wide open threes. And he's probably like the most confident non-shooter on that team. I mean, probably in the bubble <laughs> right now. Because it, whether he's going 0 for 8, you know, as soon as he hits that one and he goes 1 for 9, he's like, I'm on, and he'll just shoot for the rest <laughs> yeah. of the night. So they they're baiting him into it. It's exactly what the Lakers want: is for yeah. for Russell Westbrook to just huck up a bunch of threes. He has not been as aggressive as he should be since they traded Clint Capella. He was kind of dominant in the paint after they moved out into like really committed to small ball basketball, and he's like the most tenacious and explosive guard in the league and he still is trying to play outside of the arc i, I don't i don't really understand it I, he has to be more aggressive and he has to play better uh, unfortunately russell westbrook does have a tendency to unravel as time goes on where mm-hmm. he'll he'll start off really well and then he'll just kind of slowly fall apart from there and maybe the injury that he had going into the playoffs is part of it but i don't think that uh, with the way that Russell Westbrook is playing right now, that they would have any chance of beating the Lakers. They just kind of have to be on and have another like historic three-point shooting night to be able to, to move past them.
1: Do you think it's a good sign, though, for the Rockets that no. Westbrook isn't playing at his best and isn't playing the game he probably should be, and they're still competitive in the series? They yes. won that first game, even with that remarkable three-point shooting night. And then in the last game... Like, they stayed close all game. Like, the Lakers didn't yeah. blow them out. They had leads late in the game. And even with Westbrook struggling, they were able to do that.
0: I mean, it's a nice yeah. thought. I don't think that it's actually worth <laughs> anything, though. I mean, like, what you could, you, could, yeah. you could have close games and be close and still be in it for four games and lose all four of them, and you're not in the playoffs anymore. I, I mean, mm-hmm. it's a decent thought. Yeah. I, I don't believe that they should be encouraged at all by the way that Westbrook is playing. I mean, but, I guess they should be encouraged by how James Harden is playing because – He's pretty much I loved his quotes at the end of the uh last series where he's like, Oh, I'm I'm locked in on on the defensive end and you know, it is <laughs> yeah. paying off and you can see what I'm doing out there. I don't understand this bad rap where I'm bad on defense, so I say that we take away the defensive player of the year award from Giannis and maybe just relocate it over <laughs> it's to it's to James Harden. James
5: Harden. Yeah. yeah. But you don't think that if Ross pumps up, yeah. <laughs> like, if Russ comes alive, you know, yeah, P.J. Tucker has looked fantastic. That's been a serious bright spot in terms of on D. Like, he's been on Anthony Davis, right? And, like, in the first game, Anthony Davis was guarded by Tucker on 26 possessions and did not score on him once, even though he's, like, what, five inches smaller. <laughs> so, like, that that's encouraging. Like, I honestly think that, that if Russ gets it together and doesn't fall for that baiting, that, like... The, the Rockets have a serious shot here. I mean, he had seven turnovers in game two and, like, oh, like three assists, ten points. Like, that's an awful game. Yeah. And there it was still fairly close. Like, that's... I feel like that's encouraging. Yeah. If you're and yeah.
1: live update. Russ yeah. is currently leading all scores after one quarter with 13 Ooh, points. Hey, there we go. <laughs> there you go. So, you go. know, <laughs> he's, yeah. he's made the leap. He's made exactly, the leap. Exactly. I need nothing else after one quarter.
5: <laughs> we spoke it into existence. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but...
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah i don't know though because the, their game one win lebron james only had 20 points you know that's, like like can he just yeah, he mean, can just turn it on and like i'm yeah. i need to score everybody says this like he he usually takes the first game to feel out what he needs to do in the series and then and then he's like okay in this series i need to be scoring 45 yeah. or whatever if he if that's what he feels i think he can just kind of yeah. do it
5: yeah yeah, Which, to go with the yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, and he's
3: playing well in the paint. Yeah. He, I mean, he's he's blocking Russ. That, maybe Russ is too strong. <laughs> Bron,
4: you know, <laughs> <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> no, yeah, um, no, we're, but, we're due for a yeah, good Westbrook yeah.
5: slam, though. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> I would. Yeah, so, I would be down for a good Westbrook slam. But yeah, the the Lakers have. It's been encouraging that like the Lakers role players seem to be kind of coming alive which yeah. for the playoff is, rondo is exciting he's yeah, back Ron, rondo's playoff a good he did Bruce actually have Mo's a really good, good, good yeah so like yeah. a lot of the a lot of the guys who looked who were shaking off some rust are out earlier
0: you know um, the thing about the lakers rondo. is though is that is that even like oh playoff rondo is back and good the, the good thing that rondo is back the problem is is that they have like this weird rotation where like Dwight Howard sometimes plays and Kuzma plays a lot of minutes and Rondo is now in in the rotation now and you know DN Waiters is in the game or he's not in the game so I think the, the Lakers are still struggling with a lot of rotational stuff mm-hmm. in the second round of the playoffs I mean they had eight seeding games I, I think that that could bite them in the long run if they go against maybe like a, a Miami team in the finals hypothetically who have like a really solid core of role players and a really good rotation, and they know who they're using late game. It might be a problem when a coach already has that established, you know, for for the Lakers in the long term. Because as good as a coach as LeBron is, he does not. I don't think he, he makes the rotations, and he decides which players go in and which players don't.
4: Yeah, so, I mean that's been the the main issue all season. I think is the lack of depth.
0: Yeah. So. It's interesting. It's, it's
4: fair. Yeah.
2: And
0: I think – and I will say this with the whole playoffs. This is, it feels like a battle of the second stars where <laughs> it's whether Jamal Murray or Paul George or um, Anthony Davis is on or in the and Russell Westbrook is on. It feels like whatever team has a better second star <laughs> or has a more consistent second star is going to be looking a lot better in a playoff series. Because, I mean, as they're all – talented enough to score 50 points i think literally every second star in here can ha, can do it or has done it mm-hmm. and the matter is it. just the problem is whether they do or they don't yeah i
2: True.
3: got i got a question for the general group uh if so let's say the rockets lose this series is the does the russell westbrook james harden experiment need to end or do you think you continue with that still
1: well, i think like I don't know what other option you have other exactly. than to like ride it out. Like yeah. I think that like they're both guys like not at the end of their career but like probably at or a little mm. bit past their peak. Yeah. Like I don't think you can rebuild around one of yeah. them and expect to win now. So I think like you ride it out for a couple more years and just see what happens.
0: <clears throat> yeah. yeah, and like you said I don't know I don't know who's going to trade for Westbrook. Maybe you know James Harden they're not going to move on from James Harden. But I don't know what team is going to trade anything yeah. another star or something for Westbrook because they can probably trade Westbrook away for you know a draft pick or something like that but they're not going to trade him away they're not going to like essentially trade Westbrook for Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid or yeah. you know Karis Levert for you know if one of those teams where like they have another formidable star it's not really going to happen I mean and, and the the Rockets are so committed to that small ball that I that they would probably trade away like a PJ Tucker, or Eric Gordon first and really kind of take a risk at it. But I mean, whether they want to or not, I don't know if they could move on. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Do yeah you I think? mean, I just yeah. checked. I didn't realize Westbrook is signed through the 22 23 season. So, as is Harden. So, I mean, that's Oof. like barring Locked trade. Down. Yeah, they are. <laughs>
2: They're gonna have a fun time to yeah.
4: trying
5: to trying to get get around that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you see D'Antoni surviving if they
2: exit? That's, That's what I arms. was
3: wondering. The GM said yeah. resigning resigning him was like their number one priority, yeah. but I, I don't GM's. I don't know. We'll see. GM yeah. yeah. we of
2: stuff. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's also weird because that team is like so built in his image that yeah. like you feel like yeah. any other coach really would is. bring in like would not fit the system and the yes. players that have just been set up. So it like. Yeah it's another thing where it's like you almost feel stuck with something like you're stuck with Harden and Westbrook because like of their age and the way the team is set up and then you're stuck with D'Antoni because like by the time you rebuild rebuilt a, around a new coach Harden and Westbrook would be past their prime and the coach would have to like completely restructure yeah. the team in terms of build or not completely maybe but at least like make moves and by the time everybody gelled yeah. their contracts would be up or they'd be tools. So like D'Antoni yeah, feels yeah. like another one where you're just sort of like stuck within the system, <laughs> writing out the experiment yeah. until it like works or doesn't. Yeah.
3: Well, yeah. And plus when we were talking about coaches last week, I don't really feel like there's any like better options. Like, like Ty Lu is, isn't, is he really that great of a coach? We don't even know because it was, he had LeBron, you know, I, I don't know. I don't really know, remember who else was thrown out there, but like, there's not like many college coaches that are probably looking to come to the, the NBA yeah. either, at least top names. So yeah. I don't know.
4: Yeah, I think if it, it would be D'Antoni wanting to leave, I would think. Hmm. If no, I don't think they're going to sign the... him regardless. You don't One, think? I think that he's done. I, I think that they've kind of
0: thrown out a lot of hints that he's not coming back. Um, and they've kind of been a lot, a little, I guess you say, ambiguous about whether or not they wanted to resign. I mean, like, Jared GM say a lot of stuff about whether they want to re-sign somebody. They yeah. just kind of say that. But I think that they're definitely going in big right now in D'Antoni's last year, And that if they don't make it to the, I would say to the finals, that I don't see them him coming back, at all. Because you I mean,
3: can't you just can't, you can just write this off though as a coronavirus year? We didn't get a full, we didn't get a full try on it. Yeah. Uh... You know. I don't yeah, know. but I don't know. Everyone <laughs> so.
0: everyone has is going through the coronavirus
3: <laughs> here. Yeah, but it, a- it affects different teams. It affects teams differently. Each team. Differently. I just think that he's had his
0: chance to like kind of really put together a championship run for this for these guys and he hasn't done it yet and i think that they would probably do it and say like oh we're just gonna give somebody else a shot and go from there because a lot Mm -hmm. of coaches did get fired this year i know that you probably don't want to get a fired coach but there's some some decent coaches who just had to get moved on from
2: Mm
1: -hmm. yeah i don't know if anyone saw but like 10 minutes before this like billy Donovan. yeah was announced he was not returning next year. That oh, would been
5: shocking to me. That must yeah. be on his side, though, right? Like,
3: yeah, because he uh, he completely overachieved. overachieved this yeah, they yeah. overach- <laughs>
5: um, So, wow, wow, yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah,
3: I think okay. I think he's a better option. I would I would scoop it up. That's not Maybe true. necessarily a bigger a better option. Well, he could be, but I would give it a shot. With I do think you make good points that D'Antonio has D'Antonio has had his chances, but I think you could also just write it off. As a coronavirus year, but we'll see. Yeah,
0: we'll see. 76ers are in the rumor mill for Billy Donovan, Lucas. I leaving. would
1: like that. Yeah, yeah. I, would, I, I would really like. Get excited! That. I mean, yeah, <laughs> he's a good coach. Yeah, he's a good
2: coach. Yeah.
3: Was he was he the coach when they almost beat the Warriors? Uh, when when he had KD and Russ, was he the coach then, or was it that? Um, um, I think it
5: was he's been there for Florida, wasn't he?
1: How how uh, long ago was that? Ago just... Was that twenty sixteen? So,
4: I don't think it was him. Yeah, that yeah, was I don't 2016. Think so yeah, I think it was someone else.
3: We're doing
0: no five he's, seasons. No, yeah, oh, so yeah. Yeah. he's there since 2015. Shoot. If it was 2016, God. I don't remember how long it ago. Did not realize. Yeah, that.
3: it was 2016. So I mean, he was there then. He's a national college national champion. I mean, uh, good coach. Oh, wow.
5: I didn't realize he'd been there that long. Yeah, yeah three years. Yeah.
3: yeah. Well, Scott Brooks and then him,
0: but anyway. <clears throat> We just watched uh Miami right before the starting start recording of this podcast. Miami took down the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh they won four one, a gentleman's sweep. Um Giannis <laughs> struggled in the first couple of games, then he got injured in game four. Aiden, what is your main takeaway from Milwaukee's struggles in that series?
5: Yeah, I mean it was it was obviously disappointing for the Bucks to, you know, like after last year losing the conference finals and this year to like have underachieved compared to that, even given yeah. that I think most people like it wasn't a given that they were going to make the the finals by any means for the um, for, you know, the Eastern conference, but they were definitely the the pretty heavy favorite. Um, and I think it like, I think you got to put a lot of the blame on Budenholzer at the moment, like his, his rotation, his strategy, like it, it clearly worked in the regular season, but he does not make adjustments in the postseason, and that happened last uh, last season uh, when he was he was essentially out coached by Nick Nurse um, in the conference finals. Then, and, and this season, like you saw again, Giannis's health was questionable. Like we don't know exactly even before he like seriously injured a game for um, if he was at full health, but he was still playing like Chris Middleton and Giannis like. 35 minutes a game whereas other teams are playing their stars you know 40 41 42 especially in games where the you know the bucks were down 3-1 or or 3-0 like so like that seems like an an error on on his part i don't think he's going to survive this offseason i think that's another potential vacancy um given the hype that was around that team um this season um, but also in terms of Giannis, it's, it's hard to make a, like, there was, I think someone called, um, Giannis, like, Pippin or, like, he, he can't do it yeah, on his Richard own, Jefferson. which, yeah, which I think is a little premature. Also, why is Richard Jefferson saying anything?
2: Um, uh, but, <laughs> yeah. anyway, that's, that's, a very
5: random person to speak on this matter. Um, like, I, I don't think it's time to, you know, um, give up on Giannis being the focal point of a team by any means. Mm. Um, but it's yeah so it's hard to tell at this point whether uh it was him being not at full health or if like he just can't handle the heeds d which was essentially pushing him outside making him shoot jumpers which he's clearly not good enough yet um at, at doing to be able to you know carry a team so maybe this offseason this this two-month offseason Giannis will really hone his jump shot and will be absolutely lethal um in the future because i do think he would he would be it would be hard to, to take him down if he um, had a had a killer jump um, but it definitely definitely laid bare a lot of the yeah the weaknesses of the Bucks whether it's coaching or just Giannis's yeah um, Giannis's ability at the moment and you know it wasn't enough that by the time Giannis was down like that team's not good enough for Chris Middleton to like Chris Middleton's not good enough to, to carry that team to back from 3-0 um, even if he could get them a win so yeah
3: yeah, I my takeaway was that the its the coronavirus, champ. Jared, come okay, on, come on, <laughs> come on. It took away, No, but the coronavirus took away their momentum and chemistry. Like, we can't. I think we it, can. I think it you did can definitely everybody. put some blame. I I know, but it and affects it different matter. teams. But no, but it affects different teams differently. Like, if a team is rolling at one point of the season, then oh, four months off, it's it's basically your momentum's killed. Like, and I think you can. I don't think like blowing up their roster or whatever is, like, a good idea. I think, yeah, if anything, like Aiden said, a new coach might be a good idea, but, like, I just don't think you can put too much stock in their struggles. Like, they struggled in the regular season games, too, you know, when the in the eight play-in games. Like, their momentum was just killed, I think.
0: Every team has had their momentum. The Lakers, the Clippers have had their momentum killed. Uh, I mean, any team with the, the Miami had their momentum killed right before it, and they just picked it right back up from where they were at. I think... Yeah. The, Buckers do, the Bucks do remind me of the Clippers really early into the bubble and against the Mavericks where, like, their, yeah. their lackadaisical approach to everything, and, mm-hmm. of course, uh, Aiden mentioned that the rotations. and There's no way that you can have your superstar Giannis play 35 minutes a game in a really tough – they knew it was going to be tough – series against Miami. It, it doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense to me. They're incredibly underachieving for the level of talent that they have. Of course, they have Giannis, who is a superstar – and I, even if he is Pippen, let's just kind of put a little respect on Pippen's name here real quick. And <laughs> Pippen, it's not like Pippen was some scrub. I mean, Jordan yeah. never won without Pippen. And even in the year Jordan, went, Jordan left, um, Pippen, they won like 55 games. I mean, they were still he, – he'd still be good. But, I mean, you can't have your MVP and the defensive player of the year play limited minutes and not guard the hot hand Jimmy Butler in late-game situations. Um I, I thought his why would you ask me that in regards to the porter, reporter asking him uh, if he was going to switch or not, or if he if he meant to switch on screens. Uh, I thought that he would him asking the reporter why was probably one of the dumbest clips I've ever seen from a superstar because they know why he's the defensive player of the year. Yeah, uh, his lack of outside shot um, was very apparent, and I'm afraid that he might be moving a little bit more towards Ben Simmons territory. And I think that he's definitely better than Ben Simmons, but not getting that shot at some point in his first 5 years is concerning. I think that maybe now for as far as a three-point shooter or even like a mid-range shooter, he's like a stretch big and he shoots as well as Joel Embiid does. But I think most of his work is going to be in the paint here going forward. He he's never going to be KD. He's never going to be LeBron. He probably won't even be Brandon Ingram's shot-wise. It's it is a little concerning. it does kind of poke a little some or creates some question marks for me as far as like how far Giannis can take a team going forward though. Hopefully he uses this as um, a big stepping stone, but I think that not asking for the ball late or getting the ball or, or really demanding those minutes out of the coach or or demanding to guard players kind of questions like the level of dog that Giannis has in him.
1: And I know like, comparing people to LeBron is never a good thing because <laughs> no one will ever be LeBron. But like LeBron also didn't come into the league with like a great jump shot. And by this point in his career, yeah. that's something he had developed. And I think at this point in his career, he was leading teams to finals with like a bunch of scrubs. And the teams Giannis has around him now are better than the teams that LeBron ever had around him in his first stint in Cleveland. And not that yeah. I think Giannis really ever had the potential to become LeBron, but I think... I, I still believe there might be the potential for him to grow into somewhere close to that, but if he hasn't developed a jump shot like this deep into his career, like that's concerning for him to make that next step. Especially when it's someone something that like people who are who people imagine his trajectory would follow had done by this point in their yeah. career and sort of had overcome that weakness.
3: Yeah, but Giannis is also kind of a late bloomer, though he had like three he had three seasons in the NBA where he didn't really do anything. Like, not until his fourth season was an All-Star. Where LeBron, yeah. I don't know, was LeBron an all star's first season? You know, like... Yeah, well, I, mean, yeah, sta- you know I think star- yeah, he's a prodigy,
0: but... <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't know, but, I, I think well. I think all those criticisms are valid, but I don't think there's any reason to, to already think that he's reached a ceiling. That's, That's fair. Think. He probably
0: hasn't reached a yeah. ceiling. I just don't think that Giannis at any point in his career is going to be, like, a 40% three-point shooter or <laughs> is going to be able to... I mean, like, what's, what's the next step... In Giannis's game, because I don't know, I don't know what what else he's gonna do going forward. I don't know. Does he does he just play the mid range like Kawhi Leonard does, and he, and he models his game after that? I mean, I know that it's it's interesting to be unique, but I mean, who is he modeling his game after? Who who is he? I mean, what 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 kind of steps is he trying to take mm-hmm. uh, in his game to to become a more efficient? offensive player or more versatile I mean offensive player because I don't I don't have an answer I don't really know what where he's going with this or what his next step might be
4: yeah he needs that classic summer training with like a retired hall of famer (laughs) to to do something yeah Yeah, my question is like what do the bucks do moving forward if if he's going to be limited like do they try to mimic like the magic with Dwight Howard and just surround him with shooters like what? What? Because uh, clearly, I think that his supporting cast needs to change too. If yeah. if this is it, you know, like where do you take it from here? Yeah,
5: I mean, the the question with the Bucks is also they're like they're a fairly small market team. Like, are they going to be willing to spend on? They're obviously going to be willing to spend on Giannis, but are they going to be willing to spend on pieces around him? Because I mean, they didn't re-sign Brogdon last year, and like I think they felt that during the playoffs. So. Yeah, Maybe they, so yeah, decision. right. Maybe they'll go out this off season, this short off season, and try and like prove to Giannis that they're committed, to, you know, to to winning, right? Because Giannis is a free agent, like next summer, right? Um, so, yes. I mean, if the good. if the Bucks are ever gonna make a move, like they've got to okay. do it now, or else. If I were Giannis, um, barring you know an amazing season next year, I wouldn't be particularly encouraged if this is the best supporting cast that I'm gonna be offered,
2: you know. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, but yeah, like we were saying though, it's if if he can't develop a jump shot, then <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he, and no uh, supporting uh, cast might be good enough. Brooke yeah, yeah. Brooke Lopez. Yeah,
0: although Brooke Lopez and Chris Middleton have definitely they like work. We're, were single hand. We're between the two of them. We're carrying the Bucks throughout that series, amidst Giannis' um, his struggles. I think that they're probably Chris Middleton will probably stay. Brooke Lopez, Eric Bledsoe, George Hill. We'll probably kind of see their way out here soon. But, I mean, I don't know. What kind of return are you getting on those guys? You you might have to no trade problem. Chris Middleton because what, what else are you getting? You
4: know. Trading and, him would be a blow.
2: It would
0: be a blow. <laughs> be a blow. And your <laughs> options are <laughs> Giannis develops into a, a more versatile offensive scorer, whether he says that he's going to master the paint and have a good post game or if he's going to play the mid-range or he's going to play behind the arc and de- develop a three-point shot. They either he either makes that leap or they trade away their most their next most valuable trade piece outside the Giannis, and I don't really know where that they go from there.
5: A lot of question marks leap. for the Bucks moving forward. Yeah, yeah, Oof. yeah. rough. Uh, but anyway, moving on. Uh, we're now going to go to the Celtics-Raptors series, which uh, was was 0 Celtics. Then the Raptors had the dramatic Game Three win. Uh, took game four as well But the, the Celtics came back And had a, a fairly dominant uh, Game five So Jared What is what is your take At the moment On the, the Celtics Raptor series Where the momentum is
3: um, So I don't really think This is really a momentum series To be honest no. Because I think Because of coronavirus Because like, <laughs> of coronavirus <laughs> No but because I mean think about it The Celtics really Probably should have won Game three I mean without, without the, With point five seconds left You know they were up and then, but then the next game, after, like, a deflating loss, like, you would always think, oh, a team's going to be deflated the next game. They didn't get blown out. They only lost by, I think, eight points. Um, I think that both teams have, like, a mental toughness that makes it a one-game-at-a-time series. And that, like, um, I mean, the Raptors obviously are battle-tested, being the NBA champions last year. Um, I, I think the Celtics ultimately are the better team. I think Brad Stevens is a better coach as well not disrespect to Nick Nurse, but just Brad Stevens has success on at a lot of different levels, obviously, at Butler and now with Boston. Uh, so, the, like, it's not like – I don't think the Raptors are finished, you know, like mm-hmm. some people said, but I think the Celtics are better and should win the series still.
4: Yeah. I agree they should win. And, yeah, the fact that they're up 3-2 makes that kind of easy to say, but – Yeah. Uh, also, I would, yeah, Celtics' heat is going to be a much better series than Raptors' heat, I think, so – would be, yeah. I should say. Yeah. Um, but well, then, Raptors, yeah, I mean...
0: Raptors and Heat are, are two pretty well put together teams. I think that the Cel- I think there's definitely more star power with Celtics Heat, but I, well, I mean the yeah, Raptors are I mean. very well put together. It would be a very complete series. It probably be like as true ba- true of basketball as you could get between the two. <laughs> yeah. Of them. Some people but... may not respect that, but I mean, I think that you would definitely you definitely see some decent basketball out of those those two, but. I definitely – I agree. I think that the Celtics are just – I think that the star power of the Celtics from Kemba to Tatum to Brown to, I don't know, I guess Gordon Hayward is Jared's favorite player. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Who he's I don't even know way. if he's playing he, yet, yeah, but he's, he's probably not. still in there, right? Um, I think that they have some pretty t- pretty good talent in there. Uh, I, I think that it might just be over and another good solid year for Nick Nurse and the Raptors. But, you know, I think without that star – or development of yep. Siakam or something. Mm-hmm. They, they're probably going to just the be like they're, – they're, <laughs> they're Yeah, they might be the Nuggets. They might just be the Raptors of old with DeMar DeRozan where they were tough team, but, yep. you know.
5: That's who it. Knows. Yep. Yep.
2: Yeah.
0: All right, so it is week one of the NFL season. Uh, first game kicks off on this Thursday, so we're going to go through some teams that are going to shock us and or disappoint us this year. Lucas, we're going to start with you. Which teams will shock us this season?
1: So I'm gonna go with the Tampa Bay Bucks being a shocker in the negative direction. Oh, I feel like there's like a lot of talk and hype around them, and I understand why, but it just seems like they're starting like a who's who of who was good between 2014 <laughs> and 2017, <laughs> and it reminds me in a lot of ways of like the 2011 Eagles, which is like my main frame of reference for dream teams growing up in Philadelphia. So in 2011. There was all this hype around them because they signed Mike Vick, Namdi Asamoah, Dominique Rogers Cromartie, Steve Smith, Ronnie Brown, and then they had a couple like nice young pieces who would develop later into superstars like LaShawn McCoy and Deshaun Jackson and Brent Selleck. But the team was just so bloated with guys who had been like really good like three, four, five years ago, that it just was sort of a muddled mess of old talent. Hmm. And I can sort of see the same thing happening with the Tampa Bay Bucks. Gronk, you have no idea what Gronk's going to be like at this point in his career after taking a year off. He's past his prime. Brady is the goat, but I also think that, like, I don't know how much I'll trust him at 40-plus in a non-Belichick system. Like, I still think he'll perform very well and be up there, but I don't know if he'll be, like, elite Brady of years past. Fernette and McCoy, speaking of LaShawn McCoy, previously are both I think past it as well. They've already outlived their pretty short running back shelf lives. And I can... Just see, like, them imploding a little bit and not all those pieces, like, coming together, working well. I think Godwin and Evans are two great receivers, but it, again, reminds me of, like, Deshaun Jackson and LaShawn McCoy on that Eagles team where it's, like, you have these, like, glimmers of hope for the future, but it's mostly mm. just a bunch of veterans who are, like, don't fit well together, have been thrown together at the last minute and might have worked really well on a team four or five years ago, but aren't working great together now.
3: Mm-hmm. I definitely I disagree agree. on. Oh wow, I, I def I definitely disagree no. on
1: that. Oh,
3: wow. I, I think. I, agree. I mean, it, I read somewhere that is is Tom Brady is Tom Brady going to throw as many touchdowns as Jameis Winston? Maybe not, but he's not going to throw as many interceptions as him. He's going to take care of the That's ball. Fair. And I think you know those. If thirty interceptions really is going to take a toll on like how much your defense can do, you know, and the Bucks have a good defense and they drafted well, and obviously they've had this crazy off season, so. I definitely, I I know that some people think they have a pretty tough schedule, but I I don't know. I definitely see them as, especially with the added uh, playoff spot this year. I mean, I I think they're definitely getting in for sure. I just feel like,
4: in the sense of they are being listed often as like big Super Bowl um, candidates, and I don't know if I'm ready to go quite that far without seeing any games.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I mean, but you haven't seen it from anybody else, so... Right, but I (laughs) mean, we've seen
4: previous seasons, right? Like, this team has changed so much, and people are just, like, excited because of the names that they've added, but... um... Like I but agree I mean, with Lucas that a lot of them are probably not going to be as good as people think. Like the no, individual uh, players. They're I agree that, names and they yeah, players
5: yeah they're very they're very showy names. And yeah. like for like the for Net1 especially, I think is just mm. I don't understand that move at all. Like mm. he was like Jags teammates wanted him gone because he was a toxic <laughs> player to be around. And his production has never been that impressive. So mm. why add that here? And as far as like Tom Brady going like like last year, the the Pats' defense was the best D- defense in the league, right? And the mm-hmm. the Bucks' defense was obviously very good too. But I mean, Tom Brady clearly has lost a step, and he'll definitely have a better receiving core here. Yeah. Um, but it's not like it's a super different setup, um, and also it's a new system. It's it's not Belichick, so I, I'm I'm not sold on it. I'm not ready to yeah place them as you know a, a top top three, four, five Super Bowl contender. But I, I Jared, I do agree with you that w- especially with the extra playoff spot. I do think they'll, they'll probably sneak in. I mean, just by... To, even if, if Brady's just, you know, um, just going to be better at controlling the ball, then, yeah, obviously, he might James just, was last year. He might
0: just be a game manager this year, which is, fun, which is um, fine if he's a yeah. game manager. He might... Yeah. But I think that... I don't know. I just don't believe in the... I mean, I see the names, and I've watched... I actually watched Gronk run some routes in Tampa, and he actually looks really stiff. He does not look <laughs> very good. Um... Of course, he's still Gronk, and they have a lot of like championship ped- pedigree, but, I mean, like I said, there might be just be bigger names now at this point than they are, you know, players, uh, especially LaShawn McCoy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't even think he, he should be listed as like a, oh, look, they have LaShawn McCoy. I think that they should yeah, probably yeah. just kind of not throw that one out there anymore. But I do want to throw out a team that I think is going to be positive, a shock, shocker for the better this year, yeah. and I'm, I'm picking the Lions
1: the, and I think lions. the, the lions, lions are getting some hype the
0: lions, <laughs> the lions are are historically what? like one of the worst run organizations in the league probably of many of all sports but i think they have some talent and i think that a team a name i should have thrown out last year uh or not last year last week or a couple of weeks ago when we were doing dark horses was mm-hmm. matthew stafford because i think mm-hmm. i've said it before i think he's a top 10 talent in the league uh, I, when we were arguing with kirk about kirk cousins i think he's that good <clears> um <throat> And from Matthew Stafford to Kenny Galladay to – and they added DeAndre Swift. They obviously have Kerryon Johnson, and they added Adrian Peterson to that backfield. Of course, they also added um, Jeff Okuda on the uh, defensive side of the ball. Mm -hmm. I like what this team is. They might be tough. I don't know if they're going to be a championship team. Well, not to say I don't know. I don't think they're going to be a championship team, but I think that they're definitely not going to be a team that people just, like, steamroll over. If Matthew Stafford can stay healthy throughout the entire year, and he is one Mm -hmm. of my fantasy quarterbacks – um, so I'm hoping fingers crossed he can stay healthy this year if he does stay healthy this year uh, I think that the, the Lions would actually really be a really tough team to beat
4: yeah I mean as a Vikes fan I'm a little like the NFC North is going to be quite competitive this year uh, I know like the Bears named Trubisky as the starter right so yeah. the whole like yeah. Foles hype is, is gone now but still <laughs> the Bears defense has been elite for the past couple years so like the Vikes, Packers, Lions probably and Bears probably are all going to be good this year which is scary to me, but it's yeah. fine. Yeah. Um,
0: the Vikes added Ngakwe, though. Yeah, I mean that's so that's big. I mean they, they lost Everson Griffin,
4: they lost, so it's like a yeah. wash. But it's yeah, it was nice. I mean they, they lost Stephon Diggs, which is probably the bigger.
2: Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. I mean, just lots of parity in the league right now. Um, yeah. I'd like to throw out a team. Um, okay. My my candidate is the Cardinals, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know. I said that as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. you guys are. Oh, so sure okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead though. No. Sorry. Yeah. So, right. yeah. I mean, the, literally, the main reason is just Kyler Murray. Uh, he's he's like he was already. He showed glimpses, a lot of glimpses of being a really, really good quarterback last year. With one more year under his belt, I think he's, he's like going to be borderline elite already this season. I mean, obviously they traded for Nuke uh, and they locked him down recently with that huge yeah. contract. Larry Fitzgerald is still the man yeah. who has more career tackles than drops, or something like that. Um, uh, Christian Kirk is is like a pretty solid um, slot receiver as well. Kenyon Drake was really good last year after they traded for him, and then like defensively they're solid. I um, like they drafted Isaiah Simmons, right? Um, yeah. Buda Baker, Patrick Peterson had lost a yeah. step, but last season he was still Cam like, decent. Yeah. Yeah, Cameron George, of course. How did I forget? So I think offensively mainly is, is I think their offense has a chance to be really, really good. And then their defense is going to be solid enough, I think, that they could actually make a run, I think. I don't know. You, you don't agree, Jared?
3: Okay, yeah, I guess while well, I scroll down, the note I wrote is it depends on what your expectations are. Like, what what's your
4: definition of a
3: team of how they're going to shock us? Like, what kind of record?
2: Mm-hmm. Were they win the division?
3: No, no, there's no way. That's Because what people I'm, believe that's what I'm talking people about. believe no, that
0: he's right. gonna, they're gonna win the division, and that Kyler Murray is gonna be the
3: the second year MVP quarterback
0: right. again. After you know, I don't draw, think I'd so. go that far.
3: Right, but like the, they're still. They, this is why I didn't think they're not. I mean, they they still. I think they are better for sure. Like for a lot of the reasons you said, is Kyler Murray and D Hop. But like they're still, they still might be the worst team in the division, though. Like the, and it's not a knock on them. It's just that the Seahawks are super good. Yeah. The 49ers well, are I, are a Super yeah. Bowl favorite again. I think the, 40- the Rams even are are pretty good this year. I think. Yeah, yeah
4: but. but they also might be the second best team in the division.
5: I feel like yeah, their ceiling say, yeah. is really
4: high, which is yeah. why I listed them. I guess. I
5: think they're gonna finish above the Seahawks. Wow, yep. I, I, why do you why, okay. why do you think
3: that? You, the did, you, the
5: Seahawks, Seahawks on the, the Seahawks, list? the Seahawks last year. Yeah, I have Seahawks on the disappointing okay, that's list. Okay, I figure some people might. Because yeah. <laughs> like last year, they had a, like historically good season from Russell Wilson, and they mm-hmm. still were incredibly lucky in the fact that they finished eleven and five. Like they, I think they had one one win last year that was by more than a score. Like they projected based on like, but they had a plus seven point differential, something like just barely, like an eight and eight team kind of point yeah. differential. And they did get yeah. Jamal Adams, but they lost Clowney. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I honestly think that you know the the stats are gonna you know luck could swing back in the other direction, and they'll be an average team, maybe slightly above average team. Like
3: it could with the Seahawks, but they had so many so many injuries at running back. Like they were they were on true. like their fourth string running back, and Clowney. <laughs> is like has a super high again we're talking about ceilings super yeah. high ceiling but like he didn't always play to that sometimes he would be like a non-factor and then yeah. other games he would have like two
4: force yeah he's and like very or yeah, something. yeah you're like what the heck his his motor <laughs> it is very, like very on and off yeah
5: yeah, <laughs> yeah like something crazy <laughs> four so, picks and, yeah, no. and it. I, it. I, I feel like
3: they're figuring out like they need to let russell wilson play a little more too But then, even then, they can bounce it out with his running game. All the running backs are, like, actually, I mean, for now, are
2: healthy. No, (laughs) but Pete
4: Carroll needs to not love the run game so much, and then I think they could actually get better. The question is, is he, he, like, stubborn enough to keep trying it, or is he actually, like, changing his ways and seeing that Russell Wilson just needs to be given the ball?
0: It was reported that, that he was willing to make some changes. Um, mm. And that Russell Wilson is like really pushing for them to throw the ball a lot more. Uh, so <laughs> hopefully that, hopefully that they uh, hopefully they make some changes. but I think I agree um, that, that the Seahawks are kind of destined for like another. I think that they, they can only go 11 and five off the back of Russell Wilson for so long. I think that at some point mm. between either, whether next this year next year or maybe the year after that, they're destined for like a six win season their their division. Their division oh. oh yeah, no, their division is like their division's getting better.
5: The division is um, good,
0: yeah. And I don't know if they're getting that much better anymore.
3: Well, I mean, DK Metcalf's gonna come, gonna be even, probably even better this year. You I know, believe- they got Greg Olson at tight end. Like, I don't know. I believe that they could,
0: they could. I think that they can be a good team, but I think that <laughs> make up your mind. Why they're come just on. no? Because I, <laughs> I like, I like the pieces, but I think it's whether or not because they, they, they've never had an offensive line. They had yeah. super unhealthy running backs. They don't really, like, nail their first-round draft picks like they used to anymore.
3: Yeah, they didn't have a good draft. Uh, they're, like,
0: so, they're so weird as, as far as a team goes. Of course, when you have Russell Wilson and you take Jamal Adams, and I think DK Metcalf is going to be good. But, I mean, if the other teams in their division are also playing well. Mm-hmm. It, I don't really see that the Seahawks can overcome that. Because, I mean, the 49ers are far more complete. The Cardinals might be far more complete. We don't know just yet. The Rams have been were in a Super Bowl yeah. just a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's it's tough to call for the Seahawks.
4: Yeah, it's
5: just brutal division. Just it that is, is a oh, yeah, it is absolute yeah. No,
3: sure. without a doubt. Okay, well, staying on the West Coast, a team I want to nominate for a shocker, uh, the Los Angeles Chargers are, are, are my mm-hmm. pick. People don't mm-hmm. pay attention yeah. to the FC West outside the Chiefs. <laughs> um, and some people are suggesting that the Chargers are still in re- rebuild mode, but last year like nine of their 11 losses came in one possession games and right. um and don't forget the fact like yes tyrod taylor isn't philip rivers but he's not gonna philip rivers probably again probably is not gonna throw yeah. 20 interceptions you know what i mean yeah like Ty, Ty, tyrod taylor's best year he went 20 touchdowns and six picks if they can get yeah. that out of him, their defense is way is way good enough to to carry them through and they don't really have a hard, very hard schedule a lot of their Non-division. Well, first off, I think the Chiefs are really the only top-tier team in that division. Obviously, the Broncos could be good, but I I just like where they're at. I think Anthony Anthony Lynn's a really good coach too. Um, even though they lost oh, Melvin yeah. Gordon, his usage went down last year. Like they didn't they didn't really use him the last two years.
0: Jared, does your pick change if they if um, Justin Herbert, Herbert is the yeah. starting quarterback? Uh, I Do you mean, think that he's... makes it, You put him higher up on as far as shock goes, or lower lower shock value from that?
3: I mean, I. I can't really say I didn't see. It. You know, we don't have any preseason on Hard Knocks. He looked great. I, I, I don't know. Though, <laughs> you know, uh,
2: yeah.
3: but they do have because the the thing with the Chargers is they have like a pretty their first four games are really tough. Like they have the Chiefs, Bucks, and Saints. I think first five games. Mm-hmm. So it could, that could like derail their season, and yeah. then they put Justin Herbert in, and then like they're tanking at that point. Or maybe it means Justin Herbert goes in, and he's better than Tyrod. I mean, yeah. who knows? Really. Um, so so to answer yeah. your question, Wyatt. I, I think it I think it slightly hurts it, yeah. If if Herbert plays, but
1: And any team with that many Notre Dame guys, yeah, I was gonna say Jerry
2: Tillery, Jerry Dragon, <laughs> ton of them. Aloy Gilman. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. Just a bunch of Notre Dame players while we were there. But anyway. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So
0: outside of Tampa, what other teams will disappoint us this year? Jared, do you want to throw out a name since you just went?
3: Yeah, sure, I'll throw on another one. I can I say the Cleveland Browns? <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I'm rooting How is it for them. Possible? I am rooting yeah. for them. They are loaded. But yeah. I, I just don't know <sighs> can Baker carry them to the playoffs. And I like Baker too. No. I just j I just don't I just don't know. I, I I'm I not sold on them. I can't I can't I'm bet on the Browns, either. basically. You know, I, I don't know.
1: I honestly think they might be a good pick as like a positive surprise this year just because their expectations I feel like this year are <laughs> so like they were so high last year yeah. and then they underperformed them that like no one's expecting much from them this year mm-hmm. so like no no even, like, people are expecting the a pause, lot I think though. are they I feel like I, I, I haven't heard any Browns talk this year I feel people like are just every, tired of them watch. Yeah, I feel like
3: everybody at yeah. watch are like guys the Browns are loaded Baker is out this year if he doesn't succeed with the <laughs> team like I hear that I feel like I hear that a lot but I don't know
4: Oh, but they uh, are loaded Kevin yeah. Kevin Stefansky is the coach. I forgot about that 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 could be yeah. a game changer actually,
3: yeah, and I mean they, they a lot of people love their draft uh donovan people Jones too could be like a sneaky, super good pick for them, like he just didn't get the ball thrown to him at Michigan like he didn't have a good quarterback um, so who knows, but yeah, they have so much talent, but i i I don't think they might they might not make the playoffs. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> anyway, that's my pick, yeah.
0: That's a good pick. I'm gonna throw out a shocking one. Okay. I'm gonna pick the New Orleans Saints. I think that, that they're was mine. what? Yeah, I think What? That, I, I don't yeah. th- I think that they might have just hit their ceiling as far as uh, as far as a good of a team can go. And their battle cry for the, like the last five years has been like one more year with Drew Brees and yep. and uh, that has nothing to do with like the album <laughs> Camara drama at all or anything like that. I just think that they've definitely gone as far as that team can go. I think that maybe yeah. And it's not like to say that Drew Brees isn't great, or you know Sean Payton isn't great, or the Michael Thomas, you know. But yeah. I don't know how much how much farther the Saints can really go. I think that the mm-hmm. I think a, a, a NFC Championship game might just be it. A Super Bowl probably not going to happen. And I think that I mean that's their expectation this year is that they're going to win or be in contender for the Super Bowl. And I don't know yeah. if they're going to they're going to get that far.
4: It's weird because like there's the there's the phrase like uh, they're the they're more than the sum of their parts but like I feel like in the Saints case it's they're less than because like top to bottom they have a super talented roster uh-huh. but they seemingly in the playoffs just never can quite put it together honestly for me though the biggest reason is just that every NFC South division game is going to be a battle this year the Bucks obviously the Panthers really? hired Matt Rule Teddy B I think the the Panthers are low key this season. I thought about it. Mm-hmm. The Falcons, I thought about even more, though, as, yeah, a, as another yeah. team earlier. Yeah. The Falcons, I think, last year just had a, a down year. And this year, again, Matt Ryan, I think, is going to come out hot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just think every season or every game uh, between the NFC South teams this year is going to be tight. And for that reason, the Saints might falter a little bit in the regular season and that could bubble into the playoffs.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We will. <laughs> Aiden, do you have a team? Um, yeah, but besides the Seahawks, I also think the, I think the Packers might be disappointing. Mm, um, that's right. yeah, yeah yes, I, I like the sound of that. Yeah. I also, <laughs> <laughs> I, I also, also had the bikes on, the, on no, my list, um, no. but we'll, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, you, you already mentioned the reasons why I'm a little low on the bikes. Um, but I mean, I guess someone's going to win the, the NFC North. Um but, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but the Packers like had a really good record last year, but I feel like they weren't particularly impressive in any phase. I think it like, they just... Yeah. Like, I don't know if it was a luck thing or just, you know, just got by. But Aaron Rodgers wasn't that impressive. It'll be very interesting to see how, like, Rodgers responds this season because he's clearly not on good terms with the (laughs) Packers right now, uh, with the the powers that be. So, yeah, yeah. But by Game 3, Jordan Love's going to be starting, trust me. Uh, uh, (laughs) no he's not
3: he's not looking good in camp apparently
5: (laughs) yeah surprise surprise. exactly like no one saw this coming Um, and and maybe this will be like fire be a fuel for the fire for Aaron Rodgers but it also just might mean that this team is like, kind of dysfunctional. No. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Aaron Rodgers I, I had so much
0: criticism of the year that yeah. he should already be as fired yeah. up as he could be. To, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like, like really a guy to make who it always change. had
5: – he always took it personally. So, I, yeah. I feel like this yeah, is – yeah, like, I don't know how much more. <laughs> okay. You know,
0: I want to rapid fire yeah. through some names real quick, and then we can I close it out. Yeah. Um, Patriots, disappointing, yes or no?
5: Yes. No. They what is, what is this? I don't know what the bar is for them, though. Like, are people expecting them to be good or not? Playoffs is the bar. Playoffs.
1: They'll miss. I the think playoffs. they'll make the playoffs. No, no, nah, they'll, make they'll the miss. Playoffs. I believe in Cam. I believe
5: in Cam.
3: Yeah. Steelers. Okay.
5: Disappointing. Disappointing. No, I think they're. I think they're gonna be really good this year.
3: I think they'll be Ooh. solid.
0: Yeah. I think they'll be solid. No. Too. They'll have a top defense this year. I think they're, they're gonna be really good. They're good team. People forget yeah. Big Ben only played two games last
4: year. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, yeah. but then he's AD. but he's coming off Ben's elbow, so. elbow yeah. surgery, so people <laughs> <laughs> don't know. But
5: Yeah.
0: Okay, that's fine. Um, that's fine. What was it? Miami. Who made a lot of changes
3: this year? I think they'll miss the playoffs. They'll be yeah, better
1: I, I, they'll be better than last year, but Yeah, yeah they'll be last better last, than after. Yeah, I don't know what like the bar against I, I don't think they're gonna be great, but I don't
3: think playoffs. Bills so.
0: who people think they're gonna win the win their division. I
3: think so. I think they'll but like I, be on par. Think, they're not gonna shock or disappoint. That's what I think. Yeah, I, agree. I think
1: that's fair. I think, <laughs> I think they'll win like by the division by like one game over the Patriots. Like they'll go ten and six in yeah. the Patriots, they'll go nine and seven. Yeah. Patriots. Yeah, that that's a good. weird
5: way of saying Jets. And weird. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah. Nice. Yeah.
1: And
0: uh, last one. The bar is higher for this team, so you'll figure it out when I say it. The Ravens. You think the Ravens will make the Super Bowl this year?
5: No. no uh, yeah, I don't think so. I, I'm not ready to yeah uh, commit to that. Has yeah. <laughs> Patrick so. Mahomes
4: retired? <laughs> I'm kidding.
5: <laughs> I'm <not laughs> kind of serious. <laughs> no.
3: Wait, can I throw out one more though? Actually, of course.
4: I want to hear from people. Not, yeah, I want to hear from people that aren't Wyatt Dallas Cowboys.
5: I think I think they're gonna over. Yeah, I I believe in the Cowboys. There's too. no way they make the playoffs.
0: There's no way they I will not make, make the playoffs
2: think, this year. Why
1: I the division the sucks? Playoffs. Yeah, I think that the they're gonna win that division. Good. I think I that like I think, but I think it'll be like a bad division again. I think they'll, like, they'll go like nine and seven, and the Eagles will go eight and eight, and they'll like battle it out for like, everything. To win that everything division. that I've heard from the Giants
0: camp is that. Daniel Jones got next up. They call oh him Danny God. Dumbbells because we'll he's looking. He's he put on some weight. Danny Dumbbells. So don't don't be sleeping on my boy Daniel. Well, I yeah. am sorry. Oh. <laughs> I bet you the Giants still won of the two games against the Cowboys this year. Okay, I'm willing to book that.
5: <laughs> okay, that's the least that's... exciting book I've ever
0: read. <laughs> All right, those are the teams I have. Anyone else want to throw out a name real quick, or we good?
3: I'm good. Over
2: like San Chris Francisco 49ers? Good. Good they're
3: question. Super Bowl contenders. Yeah, yeah.
0: They're, yeah, they'll be there again. Yeah, For
5: sure. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't feel uh, – I'm not excited. I thought they might playing. be a slight underperform. Yeah.
1: Like, I think they might revert to the mean a little bit. But their mean is still good, but I don't yeah. know if it's necessarily like Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Like, I think they'll make the divisional playoffs and get knocked out.
4: The question is, will coaches figure out Kyle Shanahan like they figured out Sean McVay.
1: Because
4: mm. um, oh, if their offense question. takes a step back, then definitely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. And I'm not sold on Jimmy G He's like
3: yep. really.
0: Either. I am.
3: Yeah, I think I but, think he's proven enough already,
4: but yeah. He's like twenty one and, like and five. He's like twenty one
0: and five as a starter. I think that, that's that should yeah. be worth something.
4: Quarterback wins are not a stat. Yes, ma'am. It counts for Dak Prescott Said. when everyone wants to talk about it. Then about how much of he's a winner and all oh that stuff God.
0: like that. Come on, we can't pick and choose who we use him against. He's he's good. He Jimmy Jimmy G's. He's a solid quarterback, but
1: yeah, I think I he's a know. solid quarterback. But you know,
0: but it doesn't. You know, elite. Will he disappoint? Who knows? Bart, take us home.
4: <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, thank you all for listening. Um, we have a variety of content out there on, on the YouTube. we we got the shorter episodes. We've got our weekly episodes. Please let us know what you like. Let us know what you dislike. We can improve our things moving forward and cater more towards you guys' interests. So let us know. Like, share as always, subscribe. Uh, thank you for listening once again, and we will see you all next week.